Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've been waiting for, a podcast for podcasters. This is Creating the Greatest Show, and I'm your host, Casey Cheshire. Join me as we interview podcast hosts and investigate the ingredients of a successful interview podcast. We'll talk mistakes, earned skills, powerful questions, and more. This show is sponsored by Ringmaster, completely done for you, B2B podcast production. We are recording, we and I can't wait to introduce you to today's guest. I'm excited. Our our signals are bouncing over satellites and, and wires and under oceans, and we're talking to a, a, a fantastic person, someone I've seen both on the stage and in meetings. He is an entrepreneur, a leader, and leadership coach, a keynote speaker, an MC, which and I, he he's the MC that actually makes you want to come back to the sessions and, and see what's happening next. An investor, a succession planner, a facilitator to the stars, CEO at ETC Consult, also the CEO of Career Fit and Successful Successions. Stephen Short, welcome to the show. Hey Casey, how are you? Great to good. great to be talking to you. Well. Good morning to you. Good afternoon to me. So, as you said, we're on we're on different sides of the pond this morning, yes. this afternoon. Yes. How is it over there? Uh, it's uh, fantastic. Uh, the weather is pretty good. Uh, the weather for Ireland is fantastic. The weather for normal places is is pretty good. <laughs> Which means it's a uh, rainy, slightly cold. A yeah, little, it's, little it's, it's the lightest shade of gray that we could get. No, it's not. It's actually <laughs> lovely blue skies, bit of clouds, bit of sun. Um, so we're Ireland. Ireland is in good spirits at the moment. So good. I think you sent it over our way. I think over here in New Hampshire, we've got uh, we've got the rainy, dreary, all that jazz. So, well, I'm I mean, we, we, here, we tried to spread the Irish cheer as much as possible. That's it. I mean, after this, we're going to be breaking out the Guinness, you know, and just uh, <laughs> heading down to the pub. Or maybe we should have done that before taping this episode. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, I think that would be a very different episode. It would. That's be. the that, that's the Casey Casey show after dark. Yeah, I need that show. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't created that yet, but I, I think I need to. <laughs> so, you know, I'm excited to to get started. We're talking about podcasting. We're talking about this topic that, that we love. You've been on so many podcasts. You've been both a guest and a host, and you, you're, you're wrapped up in it. And so I can't wait to ask you this first question where we start the show off. Stephen, pull back the curtain for us on your show and share your most important strategy for a great podcast. Uh, so for whether you're on, whether you're hosting it or whether you're on it, I think there's three things that are, are really, really important for any podcast. One is understanding what the, what's the audience's main need and interest for this segment. So if you're guesting on someone's podcast, what is their audience? So you might have 10 or 12 different things that you can talk about uh, on a variety of topics. But if you are a pet lover, but you're actually talking on a finance podcast, there's probably not going to be the best overlap because my my thing is I hate wasting people's time. Uh, if I'm going to be going on to somebody's podcast, I'd rather do a 30-minute podcast to talk about the four things that they're interested in my experience on rather than being on for an hour to also start talking about flowers and trips and something that has no bearing on it. It might be interesting and interesting to me, but not interesting to the listener. Uh, then the other thing is, if you're a guest or if you're hosting, like what what does the host want out of this, or what does the guest want out of this? I mean, is somebody promoting a book or a, their podcast or their service, or is somebody looking to to get more really interesting topics uh, or controversial topics, or are they looking to get 
somebody well-known or somebody who can speak with authority on a certain topic because a lot of their audience members have asked questions in previous episodes or something like that. So really understanding what you're bringing to the table. And then the third one for me is good audio. Um, you, you've got to get good audio. I remember I, I listened back to some of the very first podcasts that I did and people were <laughs> said, oh, are you all set up? And it's like, yeah, I got my AirPods and I'm fine. I can oh, hear no. you and I can talk. <laughs> and then I listen back to the audio and I'm like, oh my God, I sound horrible. Now, I'm not saying that I sound amazing now, but I have a better microphone. So I can't no, blame it on the technology now. anymore. No, so, you sound great. Um, so I can't blame it on the technology. It's just whatever is left is just my voice. So, does that so those three things. No, I love that. Go ahead. So no, it's just those three things, like understanding what the audience needs, understanding what either the host or the guests needs in that conversation, and then getting good audio. Love it. I love, I love the simplicity and I love how it's, it sounds so simple. So I'd lo- let's dive into each one of these things. Um, and I can't wait to ask about the AirPods, but we're going to go to the first one first, <laughs> which is about the AirPods. thinking about the audience. Yeah. So I've got, uh, so, so right now we're talking about podcasting, right? Yeah. So we're, so your audience and the people who are listening to you, uh, to listening to this show, they're listening in specifically to hear your thoughts on podcasting and your guest thoughts on podcasting. So, I mean, I do succession planning. I do career guidance advice. I do keynote. None of that is interesting right now mm. for this topic. Really what I'm, what, what we're talking about today is a little bit of the prep that goes into good podcasting, a little bit of the audio or, or sorry, the technology that goes into good podcasting uh, and just building maybe a bit of rapport. How do you make people feel at ease, especially uh, like on Zoom, it's given us the opportunity to speak to people that we would logistically had a nightmare to try and align calendars for you to fly here, me to fly there, or to meet at a third destination. Zoom has given us all this um, ability to be able to have really interesting conversations with really interesting people much easier. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that we should be talking about, in my opinion, on this segment of your show. So right. understanding what the audience is actually wanting. That's a great lens to think about. The lens of who who's listening, and I, I love how you mentioned even some examples of you've got some great talks around succession planning, around coaching, around leadership. I could talk about B two B marketing all day, but maybe that's not the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're not talking about HubSpot here, right? There's a particular approach, and it's like it's almost like we've promised the audience something. Absolutely. Now. That. Having said that, so you're talking, so in your context, for example, if you're on somebody else's podcast, you might be talking about podcasting or sorry, if I'm on your podcast, but I also might be, I might be coming on, not necessarily talk about the, the, fun, the, the, the cogs of, of podcasting. I might sure. be coming on to say, how do you promote your service or how do you promote, right. like, how do you build the marketing funnel? How do you build that for your podcast? So long as it comes back to the theme of, you're talking about podcasting. So you would be on uh, your own podcast uh, talking about how you use HubSpot for building your funnel for, for podcasting or f- for right. selling advertising or something like that. So it always has to come back to what the audience is expecting to hear about. I think that ties into knowing more about the show <clears> you're on, right? I, it's interesting. I guess we could talk as guesting or as hosting, but I think let's, let's go from the, the realm of the host. Um, okay. I think, to your point, this is so mad. I love this. Most people are tuning in to talk, to, to learn and, and think about hosting podcasts. So we'll put the guesting on the back burner. We'll, we'll talk as, as a host, reminding yourself what your audience came for. Mm-hmm. 
is an important lens. But how do you balance that with that second thing you brought up, which is with what the the guest is looking for, right? It's like you've got two customers in the in the mix here, two audiences. Absolutely. So I've been so um so I I've uh, I'm starting a new podcast uh, which is aimed at family business. It's all about succession planning and everything else. So you have a name yet? The Killer Family Business Podcast. Oh, I because love that. So the Killer Family Business, we help you to build a killer family business without killing your family. That's the whole idea for the, the show. Um, so what I'm interested in and what I've, I've already been interviewing a few people, and I'm interested in talking to people who are either current generation or next generation. So I'm interested in their story. They could be from a whole variety of backgrounds. They might have written a book. They might be doing keynotes. They might not really be interested in promoting their business at all. They just might love the idea of, of giving back some of the things that they've learned. But other people who I'm gonna, I'm planning on getting on. I've already spoken to some people, uh, some thought leaders, and some experts. Who uh, the the next guest who I'm getting in the next couple of weeks is an expert on values based leadership, mm. and he talks with corporates and he talks with um, in schools. He does some fantastic stuff. You might know him, PJ Brady. He's a great guy to have on your show. He's, he's a brilliant guy. Um, he's he got a, a book coming out. <laughs> no, he's got a book coming out, but he doesn't have a podcast. He needs a uh, podcast. So we should. He does need a this. podcast. <laughs> but he's coming i'm interviewing him and everything is about absolutely he's talking about values and everything he's learned but it's going to be in the lens of how that applies to family businesses so some right. of the stuff that he might talk about on another podcast or talk about in the web in a in a, a keynote or talk about at a presentation is not going to be relevant for the people who are listening from a family business point of view because they're smes rather than being corporate so they might not be they might have families they might be too young whatever it is right. Um, so it, it is customizing what is of where the Venn diagram overlaps between what my audience is interested in and what they're interested in doing. And we'll talk about the book and we'll talk about the upcoming um, any tours that he's doing and that kind of stuff and how people can get in touch with them. Because at the end of the day, I mean, that's the next part. The guests are on it. I'd say if they're if you're friends with the person and you're just sharing some information, then there's nothing really in it for you. You're just really enjoying the medium of talking sharing yeah. ideas. But if you've got a book coming out, if you're, I mean, it's a great way for, for people to be able to promote that kind of stuff and to get their name out there as well. So um, getting that Venn diagram of what they want and what the host wants or what the audience wants, I think is the, the, the sweet spot for a good podcast. Love the idea of the Venn diagram and, and considering that we've got multiple people involved and they all have, we all have reasons for being here. Yeah. And, and everybody's given their time for for a purpose so yeah you know i think sometimes i, I don't know if this is right or wrong sometimes i've uh, assumed that i'm the guest and would, if i find it interesting then they will too uh, i'm not sure if yeah. that's right or wrong or not but i think sometimes that's simplified it for me where i just have two venn diagrams um uh, you know the audience hey the, if i'm learning they're learning yeah okay. and but there are, so I've had some conversations with my, with the producer of the show, uh, who's uh, my colleague here, who's, he's big into podcasts. He, he has his own podcast. He produces two other podcasts and how in ours, uh, Mick Leonard. Uh, so All he's, right. he's, shout if you're coming on to the killer family business podcast, uh, you'll be in touch with Mick and doing the, the logistics of all this. So, <clears throat> but we've had conversations about how, when we're putting the podcast onto our website, um, we have the different categories. So some people, so some audiences might be like, you know what? I'm not really interested in, in talking to or listening to 
current generation entrepreneurs or people who have sold their business. I'm more interested in other people who are like me in my position. So I want the next generation entrepreneurs so they can filter down. And there are some episodes that are going to be more relevant to different people, even though there's learning or there's, there's stuff that I find interesting and they're like as the host that, that you find interesting in it. So there is stuff that they can get out of it, uh, but it's not, not um, it's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean that everybody is going to be um, getting an immense amount of value out of every single episode. Right. Yeah. yeah the idea of pleasing everyone, right. I think sometimes we can get trapped mm. up in that. Uh, yeah. And if you try to make it, for someone else. I mean, that's always been my, if I try to make it perfect for someone else, but I never know what they like. And so I just hope yeah. that if you're along for this journey, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. So if you but like it's it also, too, if, come it's, along. if it's something that you're interested in, like if you're talking to the guests and they're dropping little bits um, that you're interested in, right. Likelihood is that a lot of other people are going to be interested in, but not everybody who listens to this episode who might listen to the next three episodes, they might go, yeah, I liked, I didn't like that Irish guy. I liked that other guy or like that other girl because it, it, that was just more relevant for me where I am right. right now. And that's perfectly okay because there are other people, probably not very many will say I preferred the Irish guy, but I mean, that's another conversation. Um, but who, who maybe don't get as much value out of the sales side because they're building it up for now. So there's lots of stuff that um, people can get and it's a, it's a really broad area, so... Awesome. So, so next, I really like to transition to the idea of the audio and that horror yep. story you, you shared at the beginning around the <laughs> AirPods. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, I, I did a podcast and it was early in uh, the pandemic and it was, it was an, another, an EO friend. They had this, they have this podcast um, because they're teaching leadership and they're doing it virtually. And they had a couple of people on that have done some things. Yeah. And they're like, okay, do you have everything you need? I mean, I have a full studio upstairs. Like I have mics, lights, cameras, the whole lot, but I'm thinking, no, I'm doing my podcast. It's yeah. just going to be on zoom. Or I think we were using Streamyard for that one, for example, the, like all the different tools that you can use for this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I connect. Yeah, yeah. I, I do workshops with my AirPods and it's fine because people can hear me. And that's fine when you're on screen and you're talking and you're showing your screen and you're you slides, talking about a concept. It's yeah. different. To, the audio can be, I mean, it's good. I mean, you can have proper conversations with your AirPods and people. It's this, maybe not the same as holding up the phone, but it, it's really yeah. good quality. But when you're talking about podcasts, when you're listening back in the car on the commute or something like that, there's a distinct difference between a proper level mic like you and I have right now and the scratchy, not very well leveled and balanced audio of this. So um, if you are going to be doing a lot of podcasts, if, you, if your ambition is, if you're hosting a podcast, the first thing, I mean, even before you get a good camera is get a good mic, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be, if you're looking to be a guest on podcasts, get your own good mic now we actually have a solution for, we have a, a thing that we're trialing at the moment and we're doing this for our podcasts okay so <clears throat> we've gone out and bought two and they're they're called tula it's the brand of microphone okay. and it's about the size of an iphone uh it looks very cool i might actually I, I don't have one here my mic has them in the other room i just muted for the people who are on audio only i just muted so as i, I could shout because i have the door closed in the wall because i like to do the the so this is, is my make like, my, hey, my bring podcast the bloody producer. Hello, Tula's. You'll never see me. I'm a disembodied voice. 
Did oh, you hear God, that? Disembodied, disembodied, disembodied voice, voice. First time yeah. on this show. <laughs> so this is a Tula microphone. Oh, so cool. it packs into nothing. So very small. Yeah. But has its own it built-in stand. I love like that. that. So cool design, sit. man. Isn't that cool? It's a really, really cool design. But the thing yeah. about this, so it's got a USB-C um port in the back. So it plugs into your computer as a normal PC, as a normal okay. uh, plug and play microphone. And it's really, really good. Like the quality is really good on this. And it's it's so small. It feels very hefty. It feels weighty. But the thing which is unique about this is on the side, you can record locally. Oh, wow. So what we have started doing is we have two of these now. So um, we have the box and we ship it out DHL or whatever to the person who we're interviewing. Get them to set it. They say, okay, I've got it. Then they book in their slot for the podcast. Wow. Um, we do a quick mic check. Mick is on with me as well to check. Okay. Is this all working? The audio is coming through and it's so simple, like hold it up. And if the lights on there, it means it's recording, put it down. I can still hear you. Right. Let's have a conversation. Wow. Then I record my audio locally in a WAV file. This is saved in a WAV file. Then it comes back to us in the post because then, you know, yourself, I, well, I'm sure, you know, when you're, talking to somebody whose internet connection might be a little scrappy just for a couple of minutes. There's that. Yeah. They're like in Ireland or something, you know, like in Ireland or backwards where we don't only got electricity last year. Yeah. Yeah. Am I allowed (laughs) to swear on your podcast? Um, You are allowed to swear. Well, I don't mean mean Ireland. I mean, like you have to talk across the ocean too. Yes. Well, this is true. (laughs) Before everyone gets pissed at me in Ireland, like we're throwing shade at our internet over here. But it's, you know, you said, I mean, we've all been on Zoom calls that are like that, totally. that have this, it goes robotic for a couple of seconds or it yeah. cuts completely. Yeah. So this is what we have as a backup. So the audio that you, that we have is great and we still yeah. record it on Zoom. And if we can use the Zoom, perfect, because it's so much easier. It's good backup. But what we'll do is we'll have the two audios, sync them up, and then Mick will put it all together on, uh, he uses Audacity. Um um to, to to just sync it all up and put it together and that's what he does for his podcast him and his colleague they because they they're not in the same room when they do their podcast but he just emails the wav file so he it's his microphone the other is the co-host's microphone uh so that's what we're doing to try and ensure that we have really good audio especially if it's people who are not used to doing lots of podcasts and um or the zoom might be a little bit scratchy yeah, we'll just send it out. I mean, it's it's an extra expense and it's an investment in it, but it's an investment to make sure that the quality is as high as we can. That's our that's our rationale for it. Yeah, nothing like you're you know you're having a conversation with uh, Richard Branson. He's talking about succession yeah. planning, and it's like his island, his Necker Islands, like getting all choppy, and then you lose the whole thing. You're like, okay. And then he's such a busy guy. He goes, okay, well, thanks very much for that. I got to go. I, you can't get on my calendar for another six months. Like, no, oh, we did the show. You didn't hear it. That's nah, your bad. Nah, nah. <laughs> yeah. So I, there, there's some, it's interesting. You're, you're taking steps that, that, I mean, I don't take, but, but I, but I love because it's, it's, it's chasing that quality. It, it's, mm. it really, it's almost like we're chasing that in-person experience as best we can, right? If you're in person yeah, yeah. recording locally. You can't beat it. Yeah. Uh, you can't beat it, but I, I also think it's important. And the other thing that we did, and you did it exactly here. I don't know. I mean, your audience probably won't hear it because you started recording after we've had a couple of minutes of a conversation. So it's not just a click in, do the recording, and then <laughs> off you, off you. Well, let's talk about prof. it. Do you do that? Yeah. I mean- oh, absolutely. I think rapport building is really, really important. You got to be able to put the other person at ease. You got to be able to to have that connection. Personally, I prefer, and you do this too, and I know that we've done this. 
um, a pre-podcast fit 15 minute chat just to say, yeah. hey, are, you, are we sure what you're talking just to and it also aligns with the this is what my audience are listening for this is what you're looking to say okay how can we find those threads that we can make sure that we're pulling a, a really quick 15 minute conversation a week ago two weeks before it so says we have notes and um we both had notes from from that and you you as a professional had taken the notes of the things that i had said and before the call before you started re- reminded me um Remember, we talked about this, we talked about that, so it's fresh in my mind. So you're setting me up as the guest for ultimate success. So I look like I sound like I know what I'm talking about in your podcast, which is thank you very much. Um, so I think that's a, that's a, a really, really important step. And then even just before we hit record, just about five minutes of, hey, how's it going? How are things? Um, how are the kids? Whatever is the, the follow on from the conversation, I think is really important for, um, for building rapport. Totally agree. And I want to get more into the prep call in just a second. I just want mm-hmm. to finish up on the gear real quick. Sure. Uh, Tula, Mike, what are you using now for your own mic? So I have the Shure. Um, I'm not sure. The yeah. Shure MV7, MV7, which is a, a USB and it also has the option to have um, the XLR. The XLR. Nice. But I just use the USB and it sounds perfect. So it comes with a bit of software to be able to make sure whether you're close to the mic or far from the mic, it adjusts the gain and it's somewhat idiot proof. Somewhat. Well, it seems <laughs> to be working. So right. <laughs> it sounds great. It absolutely sounds great. Um, and so you have it just plugged right into the computer? Just plugged into the computer. Um, well, I have, a, I have a docking station that I plug everything into. So I have my camera, my mic, and a couple of other bits and pieces always plugged into the docking station. And then I just have one lead into the Mac. And everything just works. Love it. What do you have for a camera? So I have a number of things that I've tried. I've just got this new Insta360 camera, which is on a little bit of a gimbal. So it has a little bit of AI. So the coloring is actually really good on it. This is, it can record up to 4K, um, but it in 1080p, it'll also do HDR. So it's a really good color dynamics. So it's a really good uh, crisp image. And it follows me around. A little I noticed bit. that really when you leaned so, over. Yeah. So it does the this weather. and zooms in. Um, but the great thing about this, and we've used this now for presentations, so I can, it'll do hand gestures. So I hold up my hand and it'll either track me or not track me. Uh, and then I can hold up it. And if I have a whiteboard behind me, if I have the specific markings on the four corners, I can give the camera um, a gesture and it will go and it'll smack straight to there. Uh, and so now I've put that work hand, right so now. now it's not, it's going to stop tracking oh, me it? because it uses oh, my hand the... gesture. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have the whiteboard here, but oh, okay, it's, okay. if you look up the Insta360 camera, you'll see it on, That's on cool. their website. It's, it is really cool. And I know a couple of people now that are starting to use this in their normal setup for video production because it's so quick and easy. Oh, love that. Love, love the moving with you too. Just yeah. kind of. <laughs> keeping you in the frame as well. No, I have it. I have it on slow. I, when I got it, you can do it on fast. And I was making my team <laughs> seasick by just jumping over and back like that. You know, it looked like that office television show, you know, when you lean well, over to check the weather and the camera follows yeah. you, I'm like the yeah. hell does he have someone just sitting there <laughs> filming him right now? <laughs> yeah. It's my daughter. She's not in school anymore. She just, her job is to sit there. You're like dad, my arm's tired. You're like <laughs> quiet. Hold it steady. Hold it steady. <laughs> Hold it steady. <laughs> so. Oh, amazing. What about lighting? Talk to me about lighting. 
So I here don't actually have, I just have the normal lights of yeah. the main office, but we had specific lights put in that are diffused. So oh, the cool. overhead lights, there's diffusers built into the LED panels. Uh, so the light is actually quite soft and the walls are white and mm. I'm right beside the window. So, oh, cool. um, and, and the camera does a really good job of smoothing that out. Mm. When I was using the webcam or when I was using my iPhone or something like that, uh, I would have taken down one of the, I have a couple of Niwar uh, LED lights upstairs in the studio. I'd just take them down just to, to bounce them off just so it's not so dark. The, what you don't want is spotlights on top of you casting a shadow down. If you have either casting a shadow down or if the light from the window is too much, you need to control that and have your own, even a desk lamp behind the camera, just mm -hmm. that's uh, throwing some kind of diffused light onto you. Uh, is going to up your game 10x. Yeah, I feel like I got a little bit of shadow on me right now. Uh, yeah, but if you if you were to have any kind of a desk lamp behind, yeah. like I don't know if you're at a wall behind or something this, like that. yeah, just behind that, just just to just to throw it yeah. a little bit onto you, it'll uh, it'll make it much cleaner. But you look great. Oh, thank you. No, you look great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we both just said we have faces for radio on this at the very exactly. beginning of this. So. <laughs> yeah, we do have video on YouTube, and there's a reason why most people listen to the audio. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk prep call, because it, this is something that I, I really I love. I'm passionate about the idea of talking beforehand. And, and, and you brought up already the, the idea of sharing that Venn diagram of here's the different mm -hmm. interests, here's what, who you're talking to so that that guest knows what's going on. And mm -hmm. I, I've even, I wrote down, you actually ask for a prep call. Cause like some people say, no, I won't do it, but you will mm -hmm. actually ask for one if you're guesting. Yeah. Because the other thing that I've learned, and I've been on a couple of early podcasts where I'm like, okay, somebody wants to talk, somebody wants to interview me. Absolutely. Yes. I'll talk to anybody. And then kind of going, yeah, what, what you're looking for. I'm, I'm not the right person for this. What you thought I did is not what I'm doing or I can talk about. Right. Look, I'm Irish. You give me a microphone. I'll talk about whatever you want for yeah. half an hour, but it's just not going to be, it's not going to be productive stuff. Right. Um, so I've just started doing that as a, as a default to when somebody asks to, if I could be on their podcast, I said, look, love to love sharing this stuff. Let's jump on a quick, I mean, 10, 15 minute call. Everybody can have a, like, if you're running this kind of a, side of your business you can jump on a 10 minute call it's a great way to make sure that okay well this is stuff that i think i was talking about what's tell me about your audience or they'll tell me about their audience and i'll say okay well that okay that makes sense to me so now i'll talk about this and that as opposed mm -hmm. to the other thing um and it just makes i think for a more polished and a more professional yeah. finished product of the the podcast because there are some it's not a script and i think actually you do it really well because we talked about concepts, but you didn't know about the Tula thing. You didn't know about right. the other bits because you said, oh, you're going to talk about that. Don't tell me now because I want the I want the I want to have that genuine curiosity, because if you yeah. tell me now, I'll expect it and I won't feel it. And I think that's such a, a confident and a really professional way of approaching it. Like, OK, we're going to talk about this and I'll make a note, ask about this audio setup yeah. and then we can have a natural flowing conversation, but we've already kind of identified what are the beats that are going to make most sense for your audience, make most sense that I can add value. Um, and the, hopefully the people who are listening, and if they're still listening, I don't know how far we're into this now, hopefully they're still listening to days, this. days, no, just um, you and me. Um, Everyone's left. And there's value there. And there's, there's some information that maybe people didn't think about before or reinforce something. Yeah. That's what I thought. Okay. I'm going to do that. or I'm going to try that. So I think that's a, a really good way of doing it. 
it's something I've developed over time. And, and I've had a chance to be on some unorganized prep calls. And I, I really like the organized ones, right? I think for mm-hmm. ours, it was like, hey, there's two goals for the call. You know, we're going to talk audience and logistics. And we're going to go through the flow of the show. Boom, right? Because mm-hmm. I've been on this call where, and it's, it's worse because I do prep calls all the time. When yeah. I get on a call and, it, and it's blocked for 30 minutes, and the guy's like, how's it going? And we're like hanging yeah. out. You know, and to your point, you'll talk, you put a mic in front of you, you'll talk, I'll hang out, but sometimes I don't want to hang out because I got like nine I got other stuff to do. on. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah and it's like, ah, oh, man, it, it also doesn't send the right signal. I think it, it's helpful to send the signal. Like your time is valuable. I'm not putting some bullshit prep call on here mm. for my giggles to sell you something. There's some things you need to know so that you shine. I think if the, mm-hmm. out, the guest knows the outcome is that you'll sound better and my audience will think you're that much better and they'll share the episode. Hint, hint. But here's and, the other, absolutely. Yeah. And share links are all in the show notes. I'm yeah. Guessing. Shit links in the show notes. Um, but the other thing as well, so you're like the people who are listening to this show, for example, they're, they're looking to host their own podcast. I mean, if you're able, if you by default start doing that uh, prep call and have those links exactly as you just said it, like this is the flow of the show. This is what we're going to be talking about. This is the overlap in a very casual conversational way, not to, this is the list. This is what we're going to do. Yes. This next step, this next step. Right. If you do that, and if your listeners are doing that, that's already going to put them above so many of the amateur podcasts that are out there. It's already going to help build their um, their reputation and going to build yeah. their their stock. So it's it's a really good tip for the people who are listening to this as well to, to start doing that. And it's so easy with Calendly to just have yeah. a little 15-minute pre-call. And I think especially for the people who haven't been on a podcast before, even though we've got a million pod, actually 2 million podcasts out there, Mm. not everyone's been on one. And so a lot of the times the guest is someone who has never been on a show. And so Mm -hmm. you do it for them. You know, it's not, this is more for you to shine and also to feel comfortable after the fact. And I kind of enjoy having someone come on the show and they've never been on a show before. And they're like, wow, that was awesome. I'm like, I know that's why I can't stop doing it myself. So I, I have to be honest, I've been on one or two and I, I always, as I said, I do the pre-call, the, the, the invitation link to yeah. have a pre-call. And I've been on one or two where the host has been like, but we've only 15 minutes for this call. This is too short for the podcast. Like, no, no, no. It's just to, to have a chat and to understand. It's like, Oh, why? Um, yeah. Well, this is why. <laughs> <laughs> to, to just to make sure that we're on the same page because we're not just trying to fumble around in the dark when we start the podcast i mean you like you had the beats and at the beginning of this said with these what are the things to to get things going because we know like those three points that i mentioned uh and then we're also going to talk about the audio we're going to talk about this we're going to talk about that and then but it also flowed i mean we weren't yeah. we hadn't said we'd have a talk about the pre-call on our pre-call yeah. so it flows from that <laughs> but we're not stumbling around in the dark for the, f- so tell me about, uh, what, what do you podcast? Do you do this? Do you do the other thing? So you right. start from such a, a, a much stronger position. You know, I, I love that we're talking about this now because quite literally the last interview and the last conversation on this show, that'll probably be the episode right before this was a conversation with Natasha Miller. I don't know if you know her. Oh, I know EO. Natasha. She's great. I was on her podcast. You're on her <laughs> podcast. Now yeah. do you, what did you do a prep call with her? 
Uh, I can't remember if I did. It's, re- it's rhetorical. No, because the whole no, time on the podcast, yeah. we talked about she doesn't do them. She doesn't do them for her show. She won't join your prep call. She didn't do a prep call for this show. And normally I'm like, well, then I don't want you. But I was like, this is intriguing. Let's have it okay. as an experiment. But she talked about how she doesn't do them at all. But the thing that got me, the reason why, and it's, and it's valid in my mind, is the goal for her is journalism. The goal for her is content. She wants to okay. learn a few things. And so mm-hmm. she doesn't want a relationship. Now, that said, I even as I'm saying, I'm thinking, yeah, but you you could probably discover more if the, mm-hmm. the guest is just a little bit more prepped. I don't know. Throw down. Maybe we need like a, that's, a panel discussion. Throw down. Yeah, yeah. About the prep yeah, call. yeah. At the at the next event that we're all at, we'll get up on stage and just uh, have a conversation. Well, we won't tell it. her. You and I'll have a conversation first, oh, and we, we won't tell her, and then we we'll won't bring prep her for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Natasha. She's great. Yeah, she's cool. She's really cool. But you know, it's one of those things where she's like, nope, nope, no prep whatsoever. And and I'm more of the of the ilk of like, please prep, and and I do want that relationship. So I, I do like that a little bit of extra time to find out what's going on. And you know, one thing I've I've always found too is that the definition of, of trust is saying what you're going to do and then doing it. And this gives mm-hmm. me such a great opportunity on a prep call to say, I'm going to ask you this and then actually mm-hmm. ask them this. And it's like, uh, I'm fulfilling all my promises. I'm saying what I was going to say. And then I said it. And so we can start building a little trust of like Casey's at least predictable to his word in some extent. Right. And there's some surprises along I, the way, but, mm-hmm. but whoever this person is, if I'm meeting them for the first time, now I can, now I can trust them. A little this bit. is not, this is not a gotcha. Interview. Right. Not yeah. a gotcha show. This isn't the BBC. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So one of the things you mentioned earlier was uh, we went over concepts in the prep call and I hadn't even thought of this versus the list of questions. And mm-hmm. I have been in situations where the podcast is like, it's cut and dry, black and white. I'm going to ask you five questions and and I think for me, I'd love to get your take on this. Sometimes those shows tend to be very transactional, almost as if the host didn't even need to be there. Could have been an AI bot saying, what do you think about prep calls? Answer. Yeah. What do you, and then the response isn't like, oh, yeah, that was, that was, that was intriguing. It was like, yes, I agree. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Like, what is that? So, so I've actually been uh, invited to do podcasts where it's just, record your five minutes of your talking and email it to us. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that. That's, that, that. Weird. I mean, I could, I mean, I do videos, so which is basically the same thing. It's me talking about whatever the hell I want to talk about and then putting it up on YouTube. But it just feels like, uh, let's, um, if, if we're having this, if we're having an interview style conversation where we should be having a conversation and there is reaction and follow-up or um exactly what has happened on this call is like oh right. you said that okay yeah let's talk come back to that for a minute because that's interesting and yeah. um and and that's what makes it uh, hopefully interesting for the listener because it's not just the guest getting on and like a, a politician on a on a news on a bbc thing where they have their talking points and they do not deviate from those talking points it's actually talking about ideas and you fed back it's actually that's a really good idea and i wonder about that and we have a conversation we share these ideas and then hopefully again for the audience for the listener it's an interesting they're able to then go oh yeah well what about this and they put their own spin on in their own context on it, and they come away with something that we haven't even talked about 
Yeah. You know, almost like that EO experience share thing where instead of trying to exactly. dictate what's happening and this is the lesson you're going to learn, you're just like, <laughs> here's what happened to me. And then people are like, oh shit, that they make the uh, connection themselves. Yeah. Love it. And to your, to your other point, the magic for me also is when you get into a weird land that wasn't exactly prepared, it was, but we sort of got to it. And then maybe we're talking about a concept that neither of us are really experts in, but we're, we're almost trying to get there. And you can mm. hear our brains smoking and churning <laughs> in the background as we're like, oh, yeah, what about that? Yeah, what absolutely. about length of time? How, have you been on some long podcasts, some short ones? Have you hung out with Joe Rogan for three hours? Like, what kind of different no, things? No, not yet. I haven't been smoking um, <clears throat> cigarettes in Joe <laughs> Rogan's studio uh, for an afternoon. No, I, I mean, I've been on, I'd say the shortest one I've probably been on is anywhere from 20 to 25 minutes uh just but that's also by design that's people saying okay i want my we don't really want to get too much fluff about it not fluff but we don't want to delve into the 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 areas that you've just mentioned like oh this what about this and exploring those ideas is like what are you here to say ask you a couple of questions that's of interest and then everybody gets on with their day and that's fine and the ideal for people with shorter commutes or people who just want to listen to a, a one-shot thing and and um yeah. on their lunch break or whatever um and i've been on i'd say the longest i've been on is probably about 40 to 45 minutes of talking um that's probably the longest i've been on so far okay so we're, we're gonna go for a record here okay fair enough this is gonna be a personal best personal record pr <laughs> uh okay so that's about been the longest yeah um, i mean it's I, to be honest, I, so I block off like about an hour of the time for this. So for each podcast, I block off yeah. an hour of time. Ballpark about an hour is the max, I suppose, of, of what podcasts tend to be. Um, and then that's if it's 15, 20 minutes, well, it's 15 minutes, I probably feel a bit shortchanged. Um, but if it's 30 minutes, 40 minutes, yeah, if it, if it, if it comes to a, a natural conclusion, then yeah, it's a good point. That's a good place to leave it. As opposed to being on radio where you're like, Okay, you you got to talk for ten seconds and then shut up. Yeah, and that ten seconds better be so curated. I, yeah. I've definitely seen that with some guests where they're feeling like they're trying to record for a CNN or for a radio curated, mm-hmm. and and they feel like they have to have the sound bite prepared, you know, perfectly. Yeah. And, and it, it, it can mo- make most of us, myself included, like I, I can almost lock up going like, oh my gosh, is the next thing I'm going to say going to be perfect or not? But I think the difference yeah. with podcasting is you have, if you have the time, you can explore things. So just as a little aside, what jumped into my head. So, yeah. you know, we were at GLC together and we were, no, right. you, you were at GLC. In, I was definitely in, there. You were yeah. there. You were on the screen. I was there and we were doing the screens and we, I was doing the virtual emceeing and I was talking for like 10, 15 minutes or five minutes, 10 minutes before the main screen started. And uh, we started a tiny bit late. Uh, and they said, okay, Stephen, we're going to play a video and then you're going to talk for four minutes. I said, yeah, no problem. And then at four minutes, you'll see on the screen, you throw to the, to the stage and everything's fine. And then as I was talking, I was already talking. Uh, I was already in kind of two minutes through my, my four minutes of what I had figured I was going to say. And I get this head popping over the monitor going, delay, stretch by eight minutes. <laughs> Um, okay <laughs> so you just got to make it up on the spot so i had to i had to stretch by eight minutes um so that was one of the things that i discovered that one of my superpowers is the ability to talk bullshit on command <laughs> so that's why maybe maybe that's why i like podcasts so much as well because it's it's elastic it is a lot oh, i love that the idea of the elastic podcast 
you know, to your credit, I could not tell. And I was like, oh, that's my guy. That's hey, you Ireland, rock on. You know, then I couldn't tell that you were joining on, but maybe that's because we're all used to you telling great Just, stories. I don't know. So as another aside, and I, I'm going to pull this back to the podcast because the, sure. that is not really about back the podcast, to the Venn but, diagram. So back to the Venn diagram of, of the people who are still listening, the, the, <laughs> the two or three people still listen. No, I'm kidding. Um, but one of the things also that happened to me there is when I was talking, I was, I also had a live chat. So we had this thing of there were people watching from around the world. So imagine you're podcasting and you're doing a live um, a, a live stream and you're podcasting that. So you're interviewing somebody. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the chat. So I'm going to welcome everybody. So uh, hi in the chat. Tell me what you're, tell me what you're getting, what you're, what you're having to drink. Cause it's, it's eight o'clock in the morning here in Washington. It's probably nighttime in the Philippines. It's like, what are you having to drink? What, what, what's the mood of everybody? And, and then I talk to the camera for a second and I look back to go, okay, now let's see who's in the chat. Nothing, not the chat was active beforehand, but nobody was engaging. And I was starting to panic. I was going, oh my God, I've turned everybody off. There was like a hundred people on here and nobody's <laughs> talking now that I've asked them to talk. And it's only, and then things started trickling in and then we started having the conversation, but I was really worried. And it's only then when we went to the, the break or we went to the, to, the, to the main stage that the technician saw me, oh, there's like a 10 second delay between what, what I'm saying and what's being broadcast. It's got to go through all of these different channels. Oh, yeah. So it was 10 seconds before they were told to start typing. But I, that was the longest 10 seconds of my life. So oh if you're podcasting and if you're doing live streaming, the tip that I have is ask the question first, then start talking about the, the day-to-day stuff or the, the, the housekeeping or the stuff you need to do. So ask the question, okay, in the chat, tell me what you're drinking. Now, today we're going to be doing this, that, and the other. We're going to have this speaker. We're going to have that speaker. We're going to be learning this. We're going to be learning that. So by the time you've finished your housekeeping bit and you've gone back, you're still 10 seconds ahead. Like the audience is not finished listening to what you've finished saying, but the chat's starting. So if you're doing live streaming and podcasting, just that's a, a trick that I learned sweating buckets in a studio going, Oh my God. Yeah. Nothing like uh, you falling completely flat in front of the global population. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So uh, fascinating. So what ended up happening is you basically shot the whole thing where you're like, you know, you told everyone everything that's going to happen. And then you asked the question. Then I asked the question. Yeah. Because so I, want, I was telling people had that yeah. doing the housekeeping and then going, okay, wow. let's go in the chat. So what are you drinking and blah, 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 to try and get that engagement. And then going, okay, nobody's there. So listen, I know I saw some people earlier on. I was trying to, to wing it and try to, to uh, just keep the flow going and not <laughs> just stand there going, um, why does nobody <laughs> love me? Uh, and then the chat started and then I was able to get into it. And it was only later that I heard that there was like a, a 10 or 15 second delay or something. So, uh, but it felt like the longest 10 or 15 seconds in the yeah, world. Cause your brain's like spinning going, yeah. Oh my God, no one's going to respond. <laughs> what, is it a lame question? Do they not understand yeah. it? What, can you yeah. not hear me? What's going on? Um, I had fun so in that chat. That's, actually, That's my takeaway. That's my takeaway for all those live chats. If you're doing yeah, them as a it. podcast, if you're doing a live stream, ask the question, then do it because then even if it is live, you still have more stuff to engage with. So, right. Right. And then you can use whatever's in the chat. Was it, yeah. was it just not even on chat? Wasn't even on. It was just blank. And then stuff. Started no, the chat, in? no, to be fair, the, no, the chat was on, but okay. I mean, when you, when I think about it now, it was like people were in the chat, they were talking and then I came on screen and people were listening to what I was saying. So they weren't in the chat yeah. because they were listening. They're going, Oh yeah. Okay. I can't wait to see Dan Pinker. I can't wait to hear right. the other speakers that were on. Oh, he's asked a question. Okay. 
Um, so it's right. uh, it was a, a, a good learning takeaway. Well, what did it feel like when those responses started coming in? Was it just oh, like the most... Oh, thank God. Oh, phew. I'm not just speaking into the ether. Um, so, but the, the other one that, and it also, because I'd learned that and I had the chat going when I had to extend that time that later on, I think it was the next day I had to extend by eight minutes. And um, that's when I was able to really go into the chat and go, okay, so we've got a couple of people. So if you're doing, ask a question and then start commenting on the stuff that people have already put into the chat and then start talking about the next question. And then having that uh, rhythm really worked for that eight minutes. Yeah. Beautiful. Ooh. You know, uh, it was it was one of my favorite GLCs ever that you were at and you're emceeing and doing the virtual thing. I was you're fun. there. You're like, they, they hit yeah. you in the back. Uh, but yes. that was one of the best ones, man. It was I'm so glad that you were able to, to do that. No, it was it was a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. So I, I need to figure out a way of getting onto. <laughs> Uh, one of the boards or one of the committees so as I can get to Cape Town this year too. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, gosh, yeah. Does Path of Leadership get you there? No, I got to <laughs> volunteer for the board. Okay, uh, all right, Cape Town. Uh, yeah, well, here, I want to kind of wrap things up a little bit with this question. You've got a podcast. Now it's launching, right? You don't have any mm-hmm. live episodes yet? No, we've just but got maybe, the prologue. Okay, maybe by the time this is out then you yep. one or two or something like that so we'll yep. definitely link to it in the show notes people should definitely Perfect. click on through uh, but but i'd love to talk futuristic almost like future mm-hmm. visioning of this because oftentimes we're having conversations with people and and after a good 50 episodes which is kind of like a year a weekly yep. episodes things change and maybe the vision shifts a little bit and we're at the beginning for yours Talk to me about what it looks like. We chat again. We meet at a GLC. You're 50 episodes mm-hmm. in. What does it look like now? What does that podcast look like? Um, so I have this desire for that. So I have a, one of the things that I've done is I have a notion list and I have the list of all of the people that, um, that I know from EO where I know from my personal life are family business members. So I know I can talk to them and I know I can get them on the podcast and I know I can kind of convince them to do it. I also have a couple of my moon shoots, people who are like the Walmart, like the biggest family owned business in the world. I'd love Me. to have a conversation I mean, with there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so having those, having those people, but I, I don't, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd ever want to have just the high profile family business owners because that's like 1% of the population. It's like 1% of the market. It's like talking about entrepreneurship and only talking about what Elon Musk does or only talking about what Steve Jobs did or things like that. So it's what's actually working in the trenches. So I do want to always have that mix of normal family business owners who are able to tell a story, who are able to share something that they've learned and to have that intermix. And maybe every couple have a celebrity, somebody who I can, who, and for those ones, I might not just send out a microphone. I might send out myself with the microphone to to interview them kind of thing. Um, especially if it's in so, Hawaii, you know, absolutely. Yeah. I, and I, look, if you want to fly me out in your private jet, I'm absolutely <laughs> fine. I'll make myself available. Um, I'll move some things around. Uh, but for me, the podcast is a way of having conversations. It's a way of, I suppose, building a certain amount of authority and it's a way of being able to get more, real world um, examples for when I coach people and when I do workshops and when I do keynotes, and when I do all this other stuff around that whole area of authority, which is 
uh, one of my areas of authority because I've grown up with two family businesses. I've bought both of them. I nearly exited. I nearly left, nearly walked away. So I know the pain of going through all this. And I know the steps that we proactively took and what works. And there's a five-step process. Um, so for me, the podcast is a great way to have conversations, a great way to meet people who have kind of won and lost and what they've learned along the way, discussing some of the battle scars without getting, I'm not interested in the gory details. I'm not interested in blaming people. What I'm interested in is you're still here or you've decided that it wasn't for you. What did you learn? What can other people learn from your story? It's not a, oh, isn't your dad an asshole? Whatever. Like it's, that's not what I'm interested in at all. Um, and that really would be if we were able to continue doing that, uh, meeting interesting people, sharing interesting stories, um, that's that's good investment for, for my time and whatever it costs us to send out a couple of microphones every couple every week or so for, for different episodes. Yeah. What what do you think? Just sort of like picturing for a second, what do you how much more will you know after hearing 50 stories from from people and their experiences and their learning lessons? Um well, I mean, given that I've, I've I mean, I, I learned stuff from everybody I talk to. I mean, yeah. I've, I've learned stuff from this conversation about the Likewise. topic, which is not family business, but it's a, that's a really interesting way of like, how can we implement that? And how can I use that? And how can I build that into what we're doing next? Um, so, I mean, I, I think I'll have, I'll be 50 times more um, knowledgeable or have 50 times more experiences that can help me to shape my lens and my perspective. Oh, so much. I can't wait to talk to you. Hopefully not wait 50 episodes, but I love to hear how things progress. Do you yeah, think awesome. you might curate a book almost like Tim Ferriss tool of Titans kind of thing around lessons learned, or is it more? Yeah. So, private? well, actually, so part of it is I, I do have the, so I, I, as you know, I have the keynote build a killer family business without killing your family. Uh, the idea is to turn it into a book as well, because like, I'd like to do some coaching. I'd like to do some some training courses for people to be able to get all this knowledge. But ultimately what I want to do is I want to help family businesses to scale through the generations. And if I take that knowledge of what I've learned, what I've learned from already from my research, getting ready for my own family business and from the keynotes and everything else, if I have more stories and more examples, then it just yeah. helps to people to be reinforced. We go, look, this stuff actually works. So let's try it. Can we please let's go for dinner somewhere else and let's not just have this conversation at the, the kitchen table, like all these kind of things that have worked in my case and have worked in other people's cases that I know about. Um, but yeah, but for the podcast, we actually, we have the, as I said, we have this list, but for the very first episode, which is probably going to launch, we're probably going to launch it in about two to three weeks. Cause we've, I wanted to have a couple of episodes in the can before we launch, just in case Makes we sense. hit a blip yeah. over a couple of weeks. The very first episode, I interview my parents. Love that. Who are the original founding people of Love the yeah. of, of the company businesses. Um, the next one is a friend of mine who bought his wife's family business. He bought into that family business. Um, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna interview at some point over the next year. I'm gonna interview my wife and I'm gonna interview my daughters about like they're not in the family business, but they're adjacent to the family business. Like my wife doesn't work in the family business. My kids they've done bits and pieces, but they're not, they're still in high school. Like they're teenagers. Um, and my producer, Mick, I'm going to interview him about working in a family business, being not family. So like, there's a lot of really interesting areas that I think could be very fascinating for, for family business owners. And it's that mix. It's not always the same topic. It's not always the same um, 
content is not always the same type of speaker. I think that's really interesting as well. And again, a take home for people listening to this. It keeps it fresh for you, keeps you intrigued. Yeah. You're not just hearing the same story, but it, mm. but the different aspects of who who's affected, right? The employee yeah. who's like, what's that? Like, yeah. that's not fair or that's like, weird. Or, you know, you, like you guys, you guys were shouting and screaming at each other five minutes ago. How are we having a board meeting right now? And everybody's fine. It's like, and oh, now we're celebrating someone's fine. birthday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awkward oh man um so exciting it and the book should come out let me know when it does where can people connect with you they they want to build a family a killer family business or podcast all the things what are the urls they should go to uh so i mean there's a couple i'm a bit of a url junkie um so Thanks. killer family business podcast.com will redirect to the right page on successfulsuccession.com. So you get all the details there, links to contact, connecting with me, uh, um, having a chat with me or uh, everything else. And then within that, there's links to ETC Consult, CareerFit, the career guidance software that we have. So it's all Killer Family Business Podcast. For the context of this podcast, killerfamilybusinesspodcast.com will bring you to where you need to go. Love it. And connecting with you professionally, LinkedIn, good spot for that. LinkedIn. Yeah. So Stephen Short, um, there's a picture, there's a, a picture of me from probably a couple of years ago, uh, pre COVID. So uh, definitely a little bit uh, less jowly. I need to get back into the gym now that things have opened up again. Um, but yeah, that's me. Um, the goatee and the, and the glasses. That's my, that's my look. That's it. That's your brand, sir. Yeah. Well, man, Steven, thank you so much for coming on here. This has been a blast. I literally, I've been taking notes left and right. Uh, the Venn diagrams standing out in my mind, the fun story about AirPods, the talks about prep calls, like such an interesting approach to hear mm-hmm. a guest wanting the prep call and, and, and seeking it out and just sort of reaffirms my belief that we should do those. Uh, I've just, I've had a blast here and this has only been an hour, but it's new personal record for you. So congratulations. This is a new, this is a new record for me. So thank you very much, Casey. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been really cool chatting with you today. Yeah, likewise. And, and for those listening, if you've learned something and I freaking know you did, because I literally have two pages of notes over here, then share this with someone else. I've literally have run out and there's the original Venn diagram right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, share it with someone else. And, and that's thought leadership is getting good information. If you know a fellow podcaster that could benefit from maybe doing a little more prep or they, or they, they could benefit from all the different conversations or maybe their audio is terrible. Send them a subtle hint by sending them this podcast and uh, maybe they'll improve it for you. Um, that's if you're listening to a podcast and they have terrible audio, send them this episode and maybe we'll cure that for you. Anyhow, Steven, thanks again for being on here. My pleasure. Talk to you soon, Casey. All right, everyone. This has been another exciting episode of creating the greatest show. We will see you all next time. And next time doesn't have to be next week. Life's too short and we have way too much to talk about. Find show notes full of takeaways, lessons, and links at creatingthegreatestshow.com. For more information on launching your own podcast or working with us to produce your existing show, come on down to the big tent at ringmaster.com. Until then, friends, whatever you do, do it with all your might. Work at it, if necessary, early and late, in season and out of season, not leaving a stone unturned and never deferring for a single hour. That which can be done just as well now. P.T. Barnum.